They said we were too young Our kind of love was no fun But our love comes from above Do it! Let's make love You're listening to Ink Studs on CITR 101.9 FM. My guest this week is Zena Abirashed, and her book is A Game for Swallows, To Die, To Leave, To Return. Um, a story of her childhood in war-torn Beirut, as well she has a variety of other works in French, which I have not read yet because <laughs> I can't read very good French. <laughs> <laughs> Um, thank you for joining me today, Zina. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> um, I guess to start out with, you're probably the first uh, Lebanese cartoonist I've interviewed. Um, so I kind of want to know what you read for comics growing up um, oh. in Lebanon. Like, what kind of artists were you looking at? Oh, when I was a kid, I used to read a lot of um, French comics. Actually, my parents had a lot of uh, French and Belgian comics at home, like uh, Tintin and Asterix and uh, Lucky Luke. Uh, this is this this. Uh, it was my readings when I was really young, a kid, and then I later I discovered. Um, uh, authors like Tardy and um, David B. Arch Spiegelman when I was um, in school. Mm -hmm. uh, I studied graphic design in Beirut. Uh, and Chris Ware, of course, and a lot of um, uh, of authors who were, who were new for me. So I, I basically jumped from Franco-Belge comics to um, uh, um, more um, contemporary and more uh, personal stories. Um, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have other artistic interests as well beyond comics? Yes, of course. <laughs> um, I did a lot of calligraphy when I was uh, in school. Um, and I, I guess I have a lot of... Um, I, I'm a lot influenced by... Uh, Movies. I know that, for example, for uh, a game of swallows, um, I guess I was uh, influenced by um, Tati. I don't know if you saw his movie Mon Oncle, my uncle. Oh, okay. And, I I have not, but I know what you're talking mm, about. <laughs> uh, and especially the way he uses the sound in the in his movie, and this is something I really loved, and I tried to do. Uh, in a game of swallows, you may have noticed that I I use a lot um, uh, the um, how do you say in English the onomatopoeus or something like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the, um, how can you explain it? Uh, <laughs> well, the the I notice you uh, would do things like you'll build the sound. Yeah. By exactly. in the having like the same panel 
say three or four times in a row and just yeah. gets in there more and more mm. basically we never see uh war we just we just um hear it i mean uh in all the in all the book uh i never draw uh war scenes we only uh uh listen to um uh, the sound of it uh, and the war is always outside the panels and outside the uh, the, um, the flat where we are and it's always um, it's never shown actually um, well <laughs> mm -hmm. did you you were I guess five when the story takes place yes yeah. um, for folks that don't know much about the the conflict in Lebanon at the time, I guess, it had really exploded in 1975, mm. and the story takes place in 1986. Um, so it's quite some time um, had passed by this point. Um, did you have an idea of what was going on out there, or were you pretty much kept inside quite a lot as a child? As a child, I, I wasn't aware of what was happening, really. I mean, politically, I didn't know what was happening, who was uh, against who. And I, I only knew that there was war outside and that we sometimes couldn't go to school or couldn't go to uh, a lot of places, actually. We couldn't really um, move around in the city. It was very dangerous to do that. Um, but in my um, uh, child's perception, war was, as I told you, uh, a sound, of course, but also uh, um, I used a lot my imagination at that moment to um, try to figure out what what was happening outside, and I I had a uh, very personal. Um, uh, uh, image of it. Uh, I remember I I used to watch a lot uh, cartoons and for me when I was really young, um, war was like those Indians and cowboys fighting and uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I guess I just uh, tried to imagine what adults didn't tell us. And I remember that my parents were very protective and all the neighbors um, in the game, in a game of swallows, uh, tried to protect us a lot from what was happening outside. And I remember, for example, that my mom used to tell us when we heard the, when, uh, when we heard the, um, uh, the bombardments or the sniper, uh, she used to tell us, uh, don't worry, these are um, hunters uh, that are um, hunting um, little birds. So my brother, and I, my brother and I were very scared for the birds, you know. <laughs> and well, there, was, there were a lot of um, things like that that uh, in a way helped us not um, really worry about... Um, uh, the danger. Um, yeah. One of the things I really love about the book, I mean, it's not about war, and it's not about your experience as much as it's, it's about the people you're around. Mm. And, yes. Um, mm. 
just ha like nowadays, at least in my experience, you you don't have this kind of sense of community, and I'm curious about how these people were important to you and your family. Mm. During war, you mean? During war, yeah. Well, during this point in time, um, yeah. how folks came together. Mm. Well, there was a lot of um, be between us. Uh, and, you know, we, we used to live uh, together because the street where I was born, the uh, because we were... Uh, living in a neighborhood just near the demarcation line, uh, there was a, there were a lot of snipers, and the street was blocked by um, big walls that were erected here to protect us from the sniper, and so we couldn't really, uh, um, how do you say, um, well during my 10 first year, years uh, we used to live in that street and the street nearby but we I mean it was very um, a very small um, space where we used to live and so we were always with the same people the neighbors and uh, and there was a lot of uh, solidarity for example you can see it in the book uh, when someone um, finds water or um, gas or electricity or I don't know fresh uh, bread or um, um, we used to share those things and I guess we were all fighting against against the same uh, the same thing in everyday life uh, like surviving mm -hmm. and maybe that when war ended everyone had to um, focus on his own problems like rebuilding his house or uh, uh, thinking about his future his child's future and children's future and maybe that we maybe we today we we lack a bit of this solidarity and which is human, I mean, I guess. Um, I don't know, but I, I heard uh, sometimes I hear people in Beirut um, telling um, things like, ah, during war it was... Uh, 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 um, something like the good old times, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's horrible. I mean, you can laugh about it, but it's horrible when yeah. you think about it. But I guess that they have this nostalgia about um, this solidarity and um, this time where we we were um, uh, counting on each other, maybe. Mm -hmm. The coming mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. <laughs> what do you remember um, of that time? Did you have to piece a lot of it together talking to your family? Um, I remembered a lot of things. Um, you know, my family and in Lebanon, um, we don't really talk about this period, uh, um, and we don't, we didn't. Um, uh, I mean, uh, we don't talk about civil war. Uh, for example, in the schools, the um, the history books in school. 
I mean, the program in, in history books in school stops in uh, in the 60s. Yes. So um, we don't have this official uh, official version of civil war. Uh, and I think that people also needed to um, move on to something new. And so we don't really talk about it until now. So it was very difficult for me to um, try to... Um, 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 talk about my memories with uh, with other people, and but my parents helped me a lot to understand uh, more clearly what um, uh, what I only um, what, well what I didn't understand when I was a kid and. How do we say? <laughs> and to give me precisions about uh, some things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did a lot of research about the historical context, of course. Uh, well, I, I didn't use it in my book because I don't know. I don't tell the. Uh, I really don't tell. I just give this uh, the the date and the place. Uh, well, we know it's in Eastern. Uh, Beirut, but we don't really know what's happening, and um, I don't explain. I mean, um, what was happening uh, at, at that moment? Um, That's something I really I appreciate about the work is you're staying away from, say, doing like like a Joe Sacco where you have to explain everything instead mm. you're you're telling in a lot of ways a pretty simple story um, and just focusing on that story and like I was I felt like you almost you also kind of leave certain things vague like um, it's not really pushed upon that you're in eastern Beirut and the, mm. the Christian side like that's not yeah a big part of the story at all. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I, I wanted to be uh, more um, universal. Uh, I, I wanted to um, to write something that could uh, talk to a lot of people, not only people who lived in that particular place at that particular moment. And it was nice because um, when I uh, when I went to Lebanon with the, with the book, a lot of people came and tell me, "Ah, oh, we we had exactly the same. Uh, we lived exactly the same thing, but from the other side of the demarcation line." And in France, sometimes people come and tell me, "Ah, oh, my grandmother told me a lot of story uh, about uh, Second World War, and it reminded me of it." And well, that's what I was trying to do, actually. So um, I'm, I'm happy if it if it works like that. Um, yeah. No, it's uh, it, it's really successful that way. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciate when a story doesn't tell you everything. Mm. Um, it, it's just yeah. Well, <laughs> especially when you when you talk about uh, war or something very um, 
hard to hard to explain and very intimate too because well um, I feel that like war and my childhood are, are the same thing I, I um, um, and and I wanted also that um, yes that people could um, just uh, have their own input in the and try to imagine things more than to say everything I don't know if it makes sense what I'm saying <laughs> mm -hmm. no it does okay. um, <laughs> I'm wondering you, you mentioned uh, being a big fan of um, of Tardy yeah and looking at his take on war um and just like how you kind of process that and go for like the extreme opposite with your take on it mm. well it's uh, what I try to do also it's uh, is telling uh, uh it's showing how war can be uh, well, the perception of a, of a child, mm -hmm. um, well, um, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't, I, I never wanted to do something historical, so historical, or um, I really wanted to focus on this uh, child's perception and. Uh, well, the everyday life, and I guess I wanted to, I needed to um, understand how people manage to live in uh, this um, context and in this situation for 15 years, and well, but, um, well, that's, that's it. I don't know if you, if you know, but um, I, I started to write this story when I uh, saw a documentary on on the internet. Um, I don't know if you if if you know that, but um, uh, I, I just saw a documentary uh, um, about Beirut in the eighties. Uh, uh, in one of these uh, of the of these streets near the demarcation line, and in that documentary. Um, and believe it or not, I saw my grandmother, uh, who is still alive, and she she's, she lives in Beirut. Um, and it was really um, this crazy coincidence to just bump into my grandmother on the internet at a moment where I, I really didn't. It was very. Uh, it was a surprise and. Um, this made me think that I, I don't know, I, I, this made me write this story and made me write it that way, I guess. Um, and this is while living in France, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I came in France uh, in 2004 to find a publisher. Um, and well, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Still doing books. <laughs> now you have another book out in France, uh, or a newer one, uh, I think, Je me souviens. Je me souviens, yes. It's I remember. I remember, Beirut. 
And what's that about? <laughs> uh, well, it, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's a bit different from a game of solos because it's um, a book made of um, um, a lot of stories, and each uh, each of each of the stories um, begin with "I remember." I don't know if you heard about uh, Georges Perec. He he wrote a book um, in French. Um, the title is "I Remember." Je me souviens, and it's a list of uh, um, of memories, personal memories, or more global um, memories. And each sentence begins with "I remember." Um, and I, I wanted to do the same thing, but in. Uh, in comic and um, so it's a list of uh, short stories about uh, my childhood and so it starts at the same period of time of uh, a game of solos I'm like five or six years uh, in the same neighborhood in Beirut and then um, um, I grow up and I think the last uh, the last um, memory is in 2006 during the the war, uh, you know, with Israel and Hezbollah mm -hmm. in July 2006. I was in Paris too, and um, so this is the last uh, the the last story is about that uh, that moment. It was the first time that I uh, didn't leave war with them. My parents and my brother were in Beirut at that moment, and I was the only one uh, not. Enfin, it was the first time that I uh, didn't share this experience with them. So it was very weird for me just to be safe in Paris and just. Uh, hear about those um, very sad news and being worried for them and uh, not be able to talk to them and well so well that's it it's, uh, <laughs> it, it kind of processes that time mm. yeah looking at the artwork in uh, Game for Swallows one of the things I was really struck by is kind of is the um, how you I'm trying to see if I can say this right like the angles of like the panels when you look at the panels they're all very flat mm -hmm. in a way does that make sense to you when I say that yeah it's in t two dimensions you mean like it's there is no perspective yeah that's what you mean yeah yeah <laughs> <And I'm cu> <laughs> what do you want to know <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about that choice like it, it's like yeah. it's very um wait flat, but it's also very personal like it's all very tight space yeah um you know we're looking at people's faces or mm. their arms or their feet mm. um it seems very purposeful well all the story takes place in um in this apartment and in this very tiny room uh, of the apartment it was a because we didn't have a shelter at that moment and this room was uh, well we thought it was the 
more secure place in our apartment. And as we uh, were in the first floor, um, it was the, the entrance of our apartment. And because we were at the f in the first floor, all the um, neighbors used to come um, uh, in our entrance because it was, well, uh, the more secure place in the, in the building. Um, and so I wanted to express uh, that feeling of um, a bit of oppression, maybe, because the, this place was very, very small. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes were 10 people here and doing everything. I remember that, for example, my mom used to cook here. Uh, we used to do our homeworks and sleep sometimes uh, when we couldn't go to other uh, rooms of the apartment uh, because the other rooms were more um, um, dangerous because um, they were closer to the demarcation line and closer to the sniper. Uh, so the entrance was more um, secure and near the stairways and it didn't have windows so it was less uh, dangerous we thought it was less dangerous and so i wanted to um, to express that um that that it was very small and and that we didn't have enough space um that's why uh, I, I use a lot of um details in um in the in the panels and sometimes you just see uh uh, the faces of the characters and and I, I use a lot of repetitions also because all the story takes place in in one night so uh, I needed to um, work on the on the pace of the um, of the story but I didn't answer your question I guess <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> let me try to answer to your question um, well. Uh, when I started to write before A Game of Solos, I, I did two books. Um, I, I knew one thing that I I, I really needed to uh, to tell this story and to express that um, and to tell my my memories. And uh, but the thing I didn't know was how to how to draw. Actually, I, I did. Um, I studied graphic design, but I never really studied how to draw, and I I didn't know I I, I was able to do it. So I, first of all, in my first book, Beirut Catharsis, which is not translated in English, I tried to have this um, very simple image that I could uh, well that I could actually draw and. Um, and that's how I I, um, I decided to work in in black and white and in this uh, f flat image like um, two two dimension. I think that's what you were uh, what you were saying, and because it was the only way I could uh, I, I could draw, um, and then. Um, I was more more and more confident in my um, my drawing and but I continued doing it because it was um, I don't know the way I um, 
it's your style well i guess so but maybe it's a style that i i have this style because i i'm um um well first of all maybe i i had this style because i didn't know how to have another one you know what i mean like i didn't know how to draw um, in another way yeah uh, but now i'm working on a story that uh, takes place in beirut also but in the 60s and i have a lot of scenes that are outside in the streets with a lot of people and cars and uh architectural uh, details and, <laughs> and it's very hard for me because I never worked <laughs> the perspective and that kind of scenes but I, I guess I'm gonna I'm learning while I'm doing uh, while, I'm, while I'm doing it and that's what interests me also in my work it's uh, every time I do a book I, I have to find solutions to uh, to express exactly what uh, what the text is uh, expressing, but with the drawings. Well, um, I, you, did I answer your question? I guess I think not. you did. I think you did. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Oops. <laughs> had you done writing before you got into cartooning? Oh, not really. Well, well, a bit, but. Um, when I started writing, I mean, in a reg regular, um, regularly, does it does it exist? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, I very quickly started to draw. Uh, um, to uh, <laughs> well, I, I need I need the words, but I also need the the drawing. So. Um, very quickly, I, I I did both in the same in the same time at the same time, but I never really wrote without drawing. Um, yeah. uh, um, one of the I guess important visual pieces in the book is the uh, the tapestry. Yes, the Moses um, mm. leaving Egypt. Yeah. Tell me, like, a little bit about that tapestry, like, where it come from, mm. and maybe tell listeners a little bit about it. Uh, well, no one knew about uh, this tapestry. I asked my father and my my parents and my um, they they didn't know. Uh, they just told me that it was um, my grandfather's and and that they found it in the in the attic. Um, mm, but um, I did a lot of research and uh, this tapestry is actually um, uh, from Iran from the um, 18th century and it's not really um, uh, um, how do you say um, um, well I don't know how to explain this, <laughs> but the thing it, uh, it's important for me because um, you know all the all the adults uh, have their had their um, uh, theory about this uh, entrance where we where we used to um, 
to to go uh, during the bombardment the bombardment for example the one of the neighbors just to say ah uh, there is uh, this wall is very um, um, how do you say um, oh, someone I'm said sorry. it was like a support wall excuse me someone said I think I remember it was like a support wall for yes, the building thank you <laughs> <laughs> that's it and um, and another one used to say, ah, the most important thing is to be near the stairways so we can escape if we need to to go like in a hurry. And I was convinced that uh, we were safe there because of the tapestry. So when I was a kid, uh, I just thought it was a bit magical, you know, like something uh, that protects us and that and that. Aunt, um, as long as we are near the tapestry, well, nothing would happen to us. Um, well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still that from a Persian tapestry from the 18th century is still pretty amazing. Yes. To be held on to for so long. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you notice that um, all the the characters in the tapestry are? Um, are the same, you know. There is a lot of um, um, it, well, it's the same. Um, it's exactly the same drawing, but uh, the they they add uh, accessories like the um, color of the um, uh, the, the clothes or um, the. Um, the shape of the beard or the mustache and and that's how the uh, I'm sorry I just can't it, say that in it's English. for like the for when they're doing the tapestry that makes it a lot easier if you're doing like the same figure over yes. and over again I guess yes and it's a very particular way of working they used to work with um uh, I don't know the word in English, but in French, it's it's tampon. You know, it's something that you. Uh, it's exactly the same uh, drawing that you put in ink, and then. Um, well, I should. <laughs> well, let me see in my. The like you mean when, before they do the tapestry, like the cartoon, or. No, no, for the tapestry. Okay. Um. I'm gonna try to find the word. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a really great. I don't know. I love it how it just it's kind of the center of the book, in a way. Mm, yes, yes, because I um, um, I don't know if I can talk about the end of the book and, and to do I reveal the end of the book or shall no. we? No, no, I liked not knowing the end. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, I found it. Uh, tampon is a stamp. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. It was like uh, this, uh, the same stamp for all the, it's not stamp actually. Uh, does it make sense for you if I say stamp? Can you imagine it or not? Well, stamp is like... Like an like... ink, ink, ink pad, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. 
and inking pad it's the same one for each of the characters and um and then uh, uh when well uh, i don't know forget about it <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's quite all right but i wanted to talk about it because uh because in the book there is a lot of um repetitions also of the characters you know there are a lot of scenes where you just see the characters it seems like it's the same thing but there is a lot of uh, there is a small thing that changes in every panel mm -hmm. did you did you did you notice this at the end for example when they are waiting for my parents to come back and shukri to come back uh, there is this uh, there are a lot of pages where uh, all the the characters are in we feel like nothing changes from a panel to another but there is every time a little detail that tell us that time has passed and that they, uh, it's it's not uh, the same moment that it changes that something's very small that changes in uh, like uh, the one person smoking yes and for the, example the TikTok yeah Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I really thought I, I think I mentioned that earlier. I really appreciate that that kind of usage of mm -hmm. um, marking time. Cool. Like it's how you <laughs> kind of show time passing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of work redrawing the same panel over and over. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well. Thank you so much for taking the time with me today, Zena. To, Thank you. <laughs> to talk about your book. Um, I'm sorry for my English. <laughs> oh, it's it's. I I I appreciate your English is fantastic. You're too um, kind. <laughs> <laughs> far better than my uh, French. Um, <laughs> reminder, folks. It's uh, Zena Abirashed, and her book is A Game for Swallows. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Zena. <laughs> Thank you. All right.